Yo. I see my name up in lights. Go hard or go home. No slacking in my sector. Just forget about the fortune. Forget about the fame. Speak your truth and let that be the reason Can they you remember your name. That means happy 316 day. This is your captain speaking along with LFA Moses Marquez. Crack open a cold one, use colorful language, prepare to be stunned by this week's wrestling action. Brian, coming up tonight, Bray Wyatt is officially out of WrestleMania. Edge and Finn Balor are going hell in a cell, or going to hell, I should say. Forbidden Door 2 is finally fucking official. The four pillars of AEW clash, and I could not be happier about it. And lastly, the captain is fresh from his excursion at BPW's chained from last Saturday night. Yeah, BPW brought it again to Tatton Hall, which is a very small little town nearby. Um, and la- last time Chad and I went, um, I think we mentioned on the show there was there was a wrestler called Jack Jones who was very much like a young AJ Styles, and he was babyface of the night, and he wrestled two matches. Um, completely unexpected. He turned out to be the best heel of the night this time. So oh, here we go. That was great. Um, and, and, of course, we got in the ring at the end. That was very, very nice. First time in a ring. Oh, there you go. You can never go wrong with that one. But see, the best heel, the best babyfaces always make really good heels, so it works out. Yeah. Like it was a complete flip, and he nailed both roles. So uh, hats off to Jackie Jackie Jones, and of course Danny Abs, the uh, mid heavyweight champion, bringing it at the end of the show in the main event in the dreaded eight foot chain match. Ooh, eight foot chain, nasty. I think I think the chain was longer than the ring. I believe that actually. <laughs> I really do. But yeah, it was a great night. Um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll make it another time. Uh, another show soon. Of course, this time Beer and Phoenix both came with us, so it was a nice day out for the boys. Um, but before we begin, hit that subscribe button on youtube.com slash maxwrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you may be listening, and don't forget to visit maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Um, and I'm going to try and keep this belt on my shoulder for the whole show because it's a, I don't know if you notice, it's a custom stone cold. I know, I've seen. Super custom. Wing deep. Oh, yeah. That's old Love school. that. That is, I was about to say, that is some nostalgia for you behind, boy. From like 98, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like mid-90s. <laughs> um, but we're going to get into our top story in just a minute. But first, I have a little announcement to make concerning Promo Mania 8. So if you'll excuse me. Absolutely. So as uh, Daz walks away after last week's announcement, DC had mentioned that the uh, title match between him and the Demon S was going to go to the judges. However, the Demon S wants no part of the judges. Therefore, the captain has come to a decision on how to save this year's promo mania main event. Right now, 
we are without a main event at Promomania 8. And that's because the Demoness has decided that she does not want to be judged by mere mortals like you and I. So, she is out of the TV title against Daniel Crimmins at Promomania. Now, I thought we were done with this whole judging thing when we went through the shift and we cut off some dead weight. But now, like I said, we are without a main event because DC decided to up the stakes. But that's fine. We like upping stakes in match wrestling. We like pressure. We like having things on the line. And we like changing the game. So, are we without the Demoness in the main event at Promomania? Yes. Are we without the TV champion Daniel Crimmins? No. Is Daniel Crimmins without a challenger? Yes. But not anymore. You see, we're all about making history in match wrestling. And DC's making history by defending the TV title in the main event. He made history last year when he decided to cash in his money in the bank. When he decided to cash in his Iron Bank. Not for a championship, but for a main event spot at Promomania. So we can't deny that. He has to be in the main event. But now he's TV champion and he has to defend the title. So who's he going to defend it against? And who is going to main event Promomania with Daniel Crimmins? Well, your answer is simple. The Demon Ass does not want to be judged by people like us. People like you. People, people who just don't understand that the Demon Ass cannot be controlled. But you know what? You need an opponent. You need a challenger. What if, for the first time ever, DC defends the television championship against the captain? You see, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm not trying to overshadow anybody. But if somebody needs to step up, then I will. Because you know what? I don't give a fuck. Judge me. And we'll see what happens. Hey yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and, and we're about to take it to the match. Right now, with that being said, let's get into this week's headline, the biggest one of them all, Forbidden Door 2. Yeah, um, came out of nowhere. They announced it on social media, motherfuckers. They could have used it for Tony Khan's huge announcement a couple of weeks ago, but fuck it. Yeah, I guess fuck us, huh? Um, I mean, bottom line, we're actually getting Forbidden Door 2, and this time it's in Canada. Canada! Can't go wrong there. Um, and I, I guess... mean, they have this they have this like whole slew of shows they randomly dropped on Canada, so it's like, okay, it'll work out. Plus, I... I, I feel like it would just be easier for people to go to Canada than it would be the States. I don't know why yeah. I feel like that's easier, but it just is. Yeah, it's like they, they went to Canada once uh, a few weeks ago and it's like, okay, we're going to do a whole tour. 
going to do a whole and tour. Do Forbidden Door too. Tony Khan's like, I love the maple syrup here. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess let the let the dream matches be let, let the fantasy booking begin. Um, oh, there's a lot of that coming, don't you trip? Yeah, I don't know uh, what we can expect yet. I I haven't heard anything rumored. We are in the very early stages, I guess. Extremely early, early stages, if you will. I mean, um, you have to think about like all the all the guys that weren't in the last Forbidden Door and all the matches that we can have now for this Forbidden Door. One that immediately comes to mind is like a Kenny and Coda. And the reason I say it is because, you know, obviously, you know, Kenny is biggest, one of the hugest Canadian stars there has ever been. Coda still being the free agent. I can see him coercing him for like a once in a lifetime match, just one time only. Bye. See you later. He doesn't mean he signs with AEW. Coda Abushi does. But I mean, if he does, hey, I'll, I'll take it and I'll run with it. But like, there's that. You gotta you gotta have a Naito match in there with somebody, maybe um, maybe like an OC, Orange yeah. Cassidy, him and Orange Cassidy, you know, two people that don't give a rat's ass about nothing. Orange Cassidy's been killing it lately. He has he's been killing it for a while, but we're talking about him more so because he he has literally made the international championship. Yeah, um, I'm I'm oh, yeah. Obviously, I missed last week's show, but I'm glad they changed the name um, yeah. from New Atlantic to the International. Um, so, Forbidden Door Two is I, when was the date? I missed it. I want to say May 25th. Oh, so it's not that far away. It's like right after. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. It should be right before Forbidden Door Two. Or no, is it June? Maybe Double June 25th. In May. Yeah. So it's probably June 25th. Yeah. Okay. So same time as last year. That's cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, a lot can happen between now and then. A lot can happen at Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um, so we can completely, like, start booking it after Double or Nothing. Like, just oh hell yeah, give it a couple of weeks to book. Oh, yeah. Or, or you could be like the TSK and you could preempt that strike and already have an entire card made. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, don't worry, there's an episode dropping. Don't you, don't you trip, Tater Chip? We were just waiting for the fucking go fl- for the flag for Tony Khan to be like, "Yeah, it's happening." Okay, cool. Oh yeah, um, it was a nice surprise. Like I just, was. like I said, I wish it was the huge announcement that Tony made a couple of weeks ago, and not the fucking total access well, yeah. that nobody really cares about. Well, yeah, because it's like being made an, an announcement by the fucking announcers. I think Excalibur is the one that said it. It's like, dude, it's like this is a thing that garners attention that you could hear, like, oh, we have a huge announcement tonight. Come, come find out that oh, Forbidden Door two finally did it, and then rather than it take over the fucking internet, like it, well, it's currently taking over the internet anyway, but in a way where I don't know. We didn't have to fucking be like, well, why, why didn't exactly how you're going? Like, why didn't goddamn Tony Khan fucking do this? Or why didn't this? And it's, it was just an announcement. But we're all fucking in love with it. So who cares? Yeah. But I mean, that, that's what we thought the announcement was going to be. It most of it, been. I guess. Oh, Tony. Fucking it up, See, Tony. Now it's almost like, oh, they're backtracking because the, the huge announcement was a failure. But obviously they've been planning it for a while. Oh, yeah, it had to have been. I'm sure, like, right after the first one, they were like, we're going to do another one. Yeah, especially since the rumors popped up of WWE working with New Japan again. Yeah, how far did that go? Every time those rumors come up, hey, um, AEW's going to work with New Japan. Awesome. Awesome. Here comes WWE to work with New Japan. Are they Are they really, or are they trying? Well, they're trying, they're but trying. I'm a mark God for the them. E, so they're, they're doing it. <laughs> 
okay. That's why the great mood is coming. Like, you know, the great mood, it wasn't New Japan, right? No. Eh, yeah. And you know, I mean, if they're going to induct him in the Hall of Fame, too, I mean, he should have been in a rumble. Ta-da. Fun things. You know what I mean? Fun things. I mean, what happened when Liger got fucking inducted? Didn't he have his fucking that banger with Tyler Breeze, like, literally the weekend of? Yeah. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Oh, you didn't know? MDO for life. <laughs> The outlaw way is the only way. And if you don't get it, it's probably not for you. <laughs> oh, y'all thought it was over. But it's not. Max Wrestling. MDO's taking over. And it's only getting bigger and bigger. We got a whole army out here. You might not can see them, but they back here. Max Wrestling. Follow. Run. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. And before we continue with what's happened this week, let's go back a little further in time with this week in wrestling history. Um, not an awful lot, but it's a decent amount. Uh, March 10th, 2013. I actually forgot how good this was. I just watched a clip back. In the main event of lockdown 2013, Aces and Eights <laughs> interfered in the world title match between Jeff Hardy and Bully Ray. Before the group attacked, Devon threw Bully a hammer, which the challenger then used to knock out Hardy and win the title, turning heel and revealing himself as the president of the group. Much to the shock of the crowd and his kayfabe father-in-law, this bit wasn't good, Hulk Hogan. Oh. Damn you. It was a great swerve, but I kind of saw it coming because I thought that there's no way Bully actually is in love with Brooke. Like, he's obviously just doing it to stick it to Hulk. And then Hulk had, like, the worst reaction of all time as Bully just slowly turned around. All you hear in the background is Hulk going, no. No. And then it cuts to Hulk Hogan's face and he's just like, no. King king of selling. He, he could sell. Let's, let's go with that. He could sell. I'll give him <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, it was a great heel turn. Great win for Bully. And he was probably one of the best parts of it, Aces Knights. Look, bro, every goddamn time I turn around, I'm getting somebody else giving me fucking guff for not fucking watching Impact, okay? And like now you're giving <laughs> me more fucking shit to fucking watch. Oh, I, my Lord. I think I appreciate the Aces and Eights angle more than most Impact fans. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was a huge Sons of Anarchy fan. Maybe. Just maybe. 
But I, I thought it was cool. I mean, the reveal of, like, fucking Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe sucked ass, but the rest of it was okay. I still don't understand why Mr. Anderson joined, because they beat the shit out of him right before he joined. But even, anyway, Mr. Anderson. Um, March 11th, 1993, at a house show in London, Sting defeated Big Van Vader to become a two-time WCW world champion. The reign lasted only six days as Vader won it back at another house show in Dublin becoming the final WCW champion under the NWA. Then they went... See, why couldn't... Why can't you do shit like this? Why can't we do this? You see how fun it was back in the day? This is bullshit. Imagine a title change twice, six days apart, and house shows across seas. That's the whole fucking thing. Then, again, then you like you guys would be clamoring for another show. We can't wait for them to come back. If they're willing to change this belt, hot potato style and here and there, what the fuck are they going to do on Nitro or whatever goddamn show they were doing at the time? Like, yeah. come on. Sting won a WCW title on a house show in fucking London. Love it. Um, also, March 11th in 2018, Randy Orton won the United States title for the first and forgettable time as he defeated Bobby Roode at Fastlane. This comes up every year, and I always huh? have to look it up. and like, who did he beat? How long? He only held it for like a month. Bobby Roode? He... What? When the fuck did this happen? I mean, obviously March See, 11th. exactly. It's, I don't. I have no memory of Randy Orton with the U.S. title. I don't have any image in my head of Randy Orton holding the I'm U.S. To championship. Find an image right now of Randy Orton holding the <laughs> fucking U.S. title. I only ever think of Randy as a world champion, IC champion, and tag team champion. Um. Uh, this is like right before they changed the title. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was the old. And he, JBL yeah, he was walking around in the goddamn vest all the time, like he's a wannabe Stone Cold. Um, but interestingly enough, Randy only needs the universal title now when he's won every single active championship. Hear that, Papa H? Make it happen. So, I mean, he's technically already Grand Slam champion because he's got a world title, a mid title, and a tag title, but just universally, he's got the whole set. Um, March 14th, 2004, um, in Madison Square Garden, WWE presented WrestleMania 20, uh, a very fine WrestleMania by all standards. Featuring John Cena's first championship as he defeated Big Show for the U.S. title in the opening match. And I remember the line from his rap. Um, you got the uh, franchise player on a Super Bowl stage to let that gorilla Big Show out of his cage. Nice. Um, Eddie Guerrero also defended the WWE title against Kurt Angle. Um, he, In true Eddie fashion, he feigned a leg injury, slipped off his boot, and then rolled Angle up. Beautiful stuff. Um, Undertaker made his return as a dead man Which was great But then it was a lackluster match against Kane uh, I think it only lasted like 7 minutes um, pocket, Goldberg. Well yeah Goldberg defeated Brock Lesnar In unarguably Brock Lesnar's worst ever match At least until this year's Mania um, <laughs> Sorry Omos But fuck me the build up's been shit um, and then main events, Chris Benoit defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight Championship. No, the title did not disappear until SummerSlam when Randy Orton won it. Somebody actually won it. That's right. His name is Chris Benoit. God damn it. Uh, and of course, we, we had that classic moment at the end between Chris and Eddie. The famous hug. Yeah, that we're not really allowed to look back on, but it was a beautiful moment at the for time. All you- 
for all you motherfuckers, you're getting mad right now and, and, and trying to sound off like goddamn Paul Heyman. Dementia. Thank you. Yeah. And finally, March 16th, 2015, today in history. Although it, it didn't air until a month later, because this was fucking impact. The Hardys added another company's tag titles to their resume as they won the vacant TNA Tag Team Championships for the first time, defeating the Beatdown Clan, Dirty Heels, and Bram and EC3 in a four-way Tag Team Ultimate X match. That sounds like a clusterfuck. I actually like Bram. He was an asshole. Is he not in trouble with the, with the law again? Is he in? What the fuck is he doing? I'm going to Thomas Latimer, what you been up to? Uh, and last I heard, he was in the NWA, but I'm sure there was some shit going down with him again. I haven't not seen him. No, that's not true. I did see him on NWA. I just have not seen him in a minute. Let me stop myself. Oh no, he's he's actually fine. He's uh oh Jesus, <laughs> he's actually booked in a few days. Oh sweet for NWA. When okay. Okay, I don't know. Like, where the hell did you go, man? <laughs> Excuse me, making up law stories. I feel like fucking ringside news right now. Oh, well. Happy to the best of them. Except <laughs> then. They suck. Yeah. Uh, Felix making things up then. And that is all your history for this week. For a little bit of fun, let's see if y'all can get there before I do. Uh, got two minutes to figure out the uh, the I fucked the whole thing up. Let's see if y'all can get beat me. Sixty second promo at the end of the game because we haven't had one in what three weeks. Let's see who right. does it. Is it me? Is it nobody? It's time to guess wrestling. I wonder who this could possibly be. Who is it? Who the hell is it? Guess the wrestler. He's the wrestler, better than all the wrestler. All right, let's get two minutes on the clock, and okay, this person is, um, you know what, since there's so many, like, obscure ones, I'm going to start with an easy one. So it is a one-time ECW champion. Uh... Border City Wrestling, one-time Can-Am Heavyweight Champion, one-time Can-Am Tag Team Champion. Um, DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Champion, two times. Um, IC... No. Uh, ICW Heavyweight Champion, one time. Um, that's Impact Championship Wrestling. I thought it was fucking insane, Championship Wrestling, but okay. That's the same. Uh, Damn. Let's go! It is Tommy Dreamer. You say what you said obscure. I started going to all like the weird dudes in, in, in like especially when he hit the ECW. That's why I was like, Mike had to be Mike Awesome. Okay, not Mike Awesome. I really wanted to say Mikey Whipwreck, but I was like, he's only won like two belts in his whole fucking career. So Yeah. Let's go. Um OBW Anarchy Champion one time. I was saving this one for later on. Fourteen time WWE hardcore champion. 
14? Jesus Christ. How many guys did he pin asleep? We got to look that up. <laughs> or is that um, just the Briscoes? <laughs> or just fucking Chet and Gerald and the old man? Just, oh, he's asleep. Pin him. Fuck, I miss the old days. Yeah. Um, shit. So he's won it 14 times. I know Rob Van Damme's won it the most. Um, Ooh, Rob won the hardcore belt. Oh, so not Rob Van Damme. Raven, uh, 27. Oh, Van Damme only won it four times. Well, hold on, wait. That's a combination of fucking WCW hardcore title, right? Uh, no, that's just WWE hardcore. Jesus Christ, Raven. Um, Crash was 22 times. Stevie Richards was 21 times. Yeah, okay. Never mind. You're um, right. I'm Brad- <laughs> the second you said Crash at 22, I'm like, yeah, no, that means Raven had more. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Bradshaw was 18 times. Sean Stasiak was 15 times. St- what? Hold on really? a Stasiak? Sean Stasiak is a 15-time hardcore champion, and his combined days is less than 24 hours. That's awesome. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> the record longest reigning hardcore champion at 97 days is Big Boss Man. I'm guessing that's before it became 24-7. I was just going to say, I was like, that had to be like when it was first made, him and fucking Mankind kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, my God. We, we shit on a 24-7 title. You have no idea what the hardcore title was like. <laughs> but at least it was entertaining. It was fun. It, was, it wasn't just, let's go chasing people around the fucking arena. It was like, you would have ish, you would have storylines where, like, people would show up at their house as they're asleep. Or they're, like, coming out of the shower and they would just steal their belt or something. It'd be something dumb. It's always something dumb. And it was great. Crash Holly lost it and won it back. To and from uh, Cynthia Lynch, aka Godfather's Ho. That's right. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I think last week I had just talked about uh, an episode of Raw where we saw Crash somehow beat Viscera to retain the Hardcore Championship. Well, I mean, right? Crash Crash weighed allegedly well over four hundred pounds. Oh, he was gigantic. This guy. Yeah. Gigantic. Huge. Ew. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. And you're listening to the Match Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Well, at least Moses is. And right, don't forget right. to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us, and head to the website, matchwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Do it right now. That's right. And still week. Still to come this week. We got Geek of the Week, Best of the Week, and the shit Mark's saying. There's a fucking whole lot this week. Oh, yeah. But um, next week is the 8th anniversary of Max Wrestling. But the week after that, it's Promo Mania 8, a two-night event of epic proportions. March 28th and March 30th. On night one, you get the 2023 Iron Bank Challenge as Daniel Crimmins, Moses Marquez, and Travis Walker Anderson fight it out for the briefcase that lets you control your own fate. And there was one spot remaining, but fuck it, let's just make it a freeway just like last year. Let's go. Plus... After the mystery attack is no longer a mystery, the Phoenix decided to pull double duty and call out his assailant. It's the Phoenix versus Ted P. De Niro for the first time ever in a promo exhibition. And also in promo exhibition, it's Robert Davis back one more time. So is the podcast machine, Mike Larkin. They reignite their rivalry at Promo Mania 8. And we currently have no world champion. But that all changes on Promo Mania Tuesday. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. As Moses Marquez and Chad Malcolm square off once again for the vacant world championship. Right. 
And then that's all on Tuesday. Coming up night two, March 30th. Not only do we predict WrestleMania 39, but we finally announce, hopefully, a new group MVP. And there will be even more promo and trivia action. Kenny Killa and Beer have finally come full circle. It's Kenny defending the Knowledge Champion against Beer in full trivia mayhem. Five rounds of various trivia battles. Who will walk away? The smartest man in Max Wrestling. And on the promo side of things, for the first time ever, tag team champions will be crowned for Max Wrestling. It is the MDO Cypher and Travis Walker Anderson facing off the against the Dragons Club Phoenix of the Shape, who will make history wearing tag team gold at Promo Mania. And of course, the main event, as you already heard at the top of the show, the Demon F has stepped out and the captain has stepped in. The television champion, Daniel Crimmins, puts the title on the line with special judges to decide if he leaves Promo Mania 8 with the television champion or is the captain, the new king of television. Make sure to go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com forward slash Promo Mania 8 for more information. Don't miss this one. You're going to miss your whole life if you do. Yeah, um, completely unplanned, just came out of nowhere, so let's see if I can add another title to my, uh, my resume, just like the let's Hardy go. Boys. Hardy Boys resume, baby. All right, then, um, in other news, as we said at the top of the show, Bray Wyatt is sidelined from WrestleMania due to an undisclosed injury, which we all know basically means nobody wants to work with him. He's got no creative. That's the truth, tell him the truth. There's nothing for him. No. Um, Brock said no. Um, and I don't know what happened with Lashley. I guess he just couldn't figure out what to do with Lashley. What? Let's fantasy book for a second here. Who in the fuck would it even have been a good opponent for Bray? Can you name one? Because I can't. I, there's nobody. There's nobody... On this roster that I would have been like, let's put Bray Wyatt against him and give Bray Wyatt a little bit of rubbing before, you know, he goes back into the fucking shadows. There's nobody. There's nobody. I mean, maybe you could have did the edge thing if they would have finally, you know, went and just blew this whole thing off. But it, it's going to be edge and Finn in hell and cell. So, yeah. you know, you can't have that. And then you keep again, you keep looking around you heard Bobby Lashley and you're like, why? You heard Bray Wyatt, and, or uh, you heard uh, Brock Lesnar, and you said, why? You know, there's, uh, what are you, you going to do, LA Knight again? Why? It's, it's, there's nothing for Bray. I don't know when there's going to be anything for Bray, as a, per personally, personally. And we've talked about this, we talked about it last week, I've talked about it with you, we've done the TSK, the whole nine. We've gone circle after circle after circle with this. This guy came in, the hottest thing, not on television. You immediately made him cartoony. There's no better words to put it. You made him extra cartoony this time rather than last time. We got the fiend, but worse. Not only was this guy impenetrable, but he glue in the dark and he had a buddy following him around. So it's you. You took a character that we were hoping you guys would say, you know what, let me try to remake this and revamp this and make him worthwhile to, well, let's just keep going with it. What's the worst that's going to happen? This. This is the worst that's going to happen with it. A guy that has been in hiding for two years comes back to be sidelined and to do nothing. You might as well release him. 
you might as well I'm at that point. You might as well release him and let him go to fucking Japan or something and be the weirdo there. Go to Impact and be the weirdo there, dude. You need to get this gimmick off your television. Bray, uh, uh, Rotunda Wyndham, whatever the fuck, homie, you need to go away. Wrestling is probably not for you anymore, or you need to go reinvent yourself and get as far away from this fucking character as can absolutely be. You're only going to hinder yourself more. I mean, I, I could see Bray and Brock maybe working pretty well in the ring, but the story would have been shit. Brock's not going to go for the supernatural stuff. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, if you had them have like a wrestling match for the sake of having a wrestling match, I'm sure we can make it work. I'm sure Brock can make it work. Bray can make it work. They can figure it out. They're professionals. But you're a thousand. For the company right now that is literally building everything off of stories, what goddamn story could you pull out of your ass for this? You can't. You can't. Nobody is going to be able to play the, oh, I, I'm cool with the supernatural. You can't do it. You can't. You know, this isn't Hogan and Warrior shit. It's just, it's, it's so bad. It's, it's like I, you really want nothing to do with it. As, a, as a guy working in that company, you're like, oh, I'd rather just sit in the stands at Mania than fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the back, I guess. Um, I, I just don't know where it all went wrong. He came. That re- that return was huge. Huge. The reaction was huge. Um. Everything about it from the presentation was spot on. He was um, shit for about a month. Yeah, he, he cut a good promo, like a more human side of him promo on the following SmackDown, which we'd never really seen before. And then after that, I just all went to shit. Mm-hmm. All went to shit in a matter of fucking seconds. Um, And I think also, like, dragging their feet on the whole Captain Howdy thing really hasn't helped. No, but then again, it it, it, it it was more than that. It was, we didn't know what Howdy was and how he was going to this and he was going to that and blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, what was the stupid fucking pay-per-view that they had had uh, with the Mountain Dew thing? What pay-per-view um, was that? Was that Hell in a Cell? No, that, was it Extreme Rules? No. Not Extreme Rules. Anyway, whatever one it was, but my the point I'm making is is they had an opportunity well, they had the opportunity. They did the shitty LA night match, and we get that. They later on had the fucking thing where you could have easily had gotten um, uh, uh, Alexa more involved, rather than have Howdy do nothing and her just be the dark evil thing and thing. And that. you could have put two and two together, and you yeah. could have had him cost her the match or distract her, and then have her lo- in some way cost her the match. That way, it is. I am now even more drawn to having to go over here. Otherwise, you're just. Well, they're gonna put two to two together, right? No, motherfucker, you're the you're the math teacher. You need to show me how two and two go together. You can't show me I can't learn, so I can't think the way y'all want me to think. It just doesn't work like that. I'm sorry, don't work like that. All bad. Um, but like we said, we got um, Edge versus Balor and Hell in a Cell uh, official for WrestleMania. Um, obviously it's the, the final chapter in this story, which feels like it's been going on forever. Fucking hope it's over. <laughs> well, I mean, I, then again, is Edge done after this? That he was no, done I think after he's going to be done at SummerSlam. That's in, no, wait, SummerSlam's not in Canada. It's in Detroit. I was, gonna, 
I was going to say, I, sw- I swear there was this big old thing where he was like, oh, there's going to be this show in Canada and he's going to be done at the show in Canada. And yeah, maybe, maybe now, Survivor Series. I mean, hey, I, I, it's not like I don't like him. It's just, it's like you can only make a shocking return so many times, bud. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if he just stayed like full time, don't have to wrestle every week. Yeah. But stop exactly. getting injured and then coming back, getting injured, coming back, because we know it's bullshit. I I would rather you walk around on television injured. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that just works better. It just does. It's just, I I guess, call it the out of sight, out of mind thing. Like, the second you go away, dude, it's hard for us to be like, yeah, there we go. We, we love him again. Motherfucker, like, there's so many motherfuckers to love. You know what I mean? I am loving like like Chad Gable and like there's like the fact that like I'm watching SmackDown just for just for doing it. Oh, and I got caught the other day fucking around. I was like, one of the kids walked by and he gave me he just hit me with the piece, and so I was like doing this and like, thank you. Oh, fucking like a whole bunch of people just crying of laughter. It was great. Ah, uh, I I really didn't think I'd like this gimmick, but Chad Gable's great. Chad Gable's the man. And like trying to get Otis away from. The fucking male models is just. But you see him in the fucking jacket. We got we got some weight. Yeah, but she's pretty. Oh, this is fly as a motherfucker, boy! I tell you. <laughs> God damn! I never and knew a big Chad, man could have dress so good. Gable tries to pose with him, and fucking Mansoor's like, "You broke my camera." <laughs> If you know where that line is from, you, you are officially like the cool one of the coolest cats in the land. Tell me you know where it's from. Oh God. Well, it, it isn't a well, I can't I can't be that asshole and be like, it's an American movie, but it is totally an American movie. It sounds familiar. It was a German guy that says it. You broke up my camera. Damn. Um My name is Lars. Is that it? No, I, w- I was thinking. It has of- Ben Stiller in it. Let me tell you that. I knew Ben Stiller was in it. Oh wait, Zoolander. No. Oh. It's 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 way before Zoolander was made. It's like a '90s movie. It's called Heavyweights. Wow. Okay. You know, you gotta watch it sometime. There's a lot of uh uh. uh it's it's basically about a fucking bunch of kids going to fat camp. And what it was is fat camp used to be fun because, you know, it was ran by a fat owner and they had go-karts and they had this blob and they had a river and you would just hang out. And Ben Stiller is this fitness guy that takes it over and he turns it into a fitness camp and he's like starving these fat kids and making them exercise and shit. And so uh, one of his guys, his name is Lars and he's this fucking big German dude. And he's <laughs> got to take pictures of these kids and he's like doing it. And it's um, you watch the Mighty Ducks. It's the guy that plays Goldberg. He's all like picking yeah. his nose and shit. And he's like, goes and flicks it. And the camera just, you broke up my camera. It's fucking like, oh, my childhood right now. Boy, I'll tell you what. If you ever want like a dumb 90s movie to watch, I kid you not. Look up Heavyweights. It's, it is a fucking great good time. It is a good time. Oh, man. Americans Who, hate the fat people. <laughs> when, you, when you said the German guy. I was thinking of the German guy from Beverly Hills Cop, and I thought, no, that's not one of his lines. Ooh, oh, God. Another get the great fuck out of here. No, I cannot get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I love my... Oh, my God. Oh, Axel Seals, man. Yes. Oh. Eddie Murphy at his fucking best. <sighs> at his best. I'm here to see the big titty woman. You gonna make somebody for me? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> I need to watch, like, all those movies right now. <laughs> I love Beverly Hills Gets arrested Cop. for getting thrown out of the fucking window. 
What am I getting arrested for? Disturbing the peace. I got thrown out of a fucking window. Oh, my God. What's the charge for getting pushed in front of a moving car? Jaywalking? Jaywalking. (laughs) Eddie Murphy is so goddamn underrated. Yeah, especially uh, in, what the fuck was that, like, 80s? Yes, dude. It It was the late 80s, the golden time of movies. Yeah, the whole trilogy was great. Um, but yeah, we're, we're getting off a of left field and there's also a Beverly Hills Cop reference because I don't know which one. It was Anarchy in the Arena, which mm-hmm. I think was last year's Double or Nothing, when they kept playing Marx's theme on repeat. Yep. And I, I instantly thought of the guy from Beverly Hills Cop Free just going, turn that fucking song off. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know why I didn't think of that. Oh, that works um, fucking perfectly though. Cause yeah, it was just going and going. I and like, I love that song, right. but geez, I know. I mean, it's it had the new Jack feel, but at least New Jack's thing was like, I don't know, just felt different. I just I, and I've said this before. I just I I cannot help but envision like every time I hear the the whole like his theme start, John Moxley's theme start. I always envision that girl from Major League getting up. Oh, he's back, Jerry, running and putting the <laughs> tape in. Like I swear to God, I, and I'm sorry, Mox, bro. If you're if you are ever watching, if Renee, if you're ever watching, I love you guys. I love your stuff, dude. Um, but that fucking theme, brother. I, I'm sorry, you're not Charlie Sheen. He's the only dude I can really see use the fuck out of that theme like that. And him and um, uh, 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 homeboy from Japan, the fucking um, the deathmatch guy. I can't remember right now because that's yeah. actually his thing. But yeah. Um, also in WWE, Ray refuses to face Condom. Good. Um, drag however, it out. Keep dragging. Like like I said, man refuses to fight son. Crowd booze. <laughs> Only in wrestling. <laughs> you need to beat up your child. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> Do it now, damn it. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's gonna happen. I mean, that's what we've been yeah. building to. And it possibly raised... Um, last match, retirement match, as he's now going into the Hall of Fame this year. And we knew, I think we knew he was because that's how it always happens. You're on the video game cover, you're going in the Hall of Fame either this year or next year. So next year we may Mm -hmm. get Cena in the Hall of Fame. That's cool. He deserves it. I mean, The Rock Um, got in like within a year or two after retiring. Yeah, Edge too. I mean, Mm -hmm. God, if anybody's got a Hall of Fame career, it's John Cena. Fuck yeah. We may shit on him, and he may have been super Cena through our fucking, you know, when we were trying to really love wrestling, but the guy's undeniable. Yeah. Like a motherfucker. We we, we really took John Cena for granted. Mm-hmm. You're, hey, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's like what's, what's the old saying? It's like, oh, you'll appreciate it when you get older. Hey, like a son of a bitch. I've never popped for John like I have as of recent. Let's just go with that. <laughs> and I've watched this whole run, okay? The whole thing. Um, what else happened? Damage control beat down Trish. Um, I didn't expect Trish to beat her again this week, but same. Uh, I, so they showed her on TV two weeks in a row after they left Canada. Okay, because that's <laughs> brilliant. But again, and we, we, here's the fun thing: AEW did it right, and I hate to say it like that because they were in Canada and they made a move, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's like, come, yeah. you're in fuck Canada. You're in Canada. And she's that's in like, the building. That's like, 
That's like going. That's like going to uh to fucking Ireland and not showing Seamus. Or Finn. That's like or Finn. That's like go. That's like going to India and not randomly having the great Kali show up. Like you know you fucking would. Like come on, dude. It's like, <laughs> fucking like this, man. Um, uh, obviously, this is leading to the six-woman tag at WrestleMania, which I guess takes the tag titles off the menu. Make them work double fucking duty. Yeah. Old bitches. I don't know. I mean, if you don't want them defended, fine, I guess. But then I don't need to see them. I don't need, I don't, we could, there's, I'm sure there's another match we can have. I'm sure. I'm sure. We don't have yeah. to do this. Um. If the tag titles weren't involved, fine. But they've really put themselves into a corner by uh, having the tag titles in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, it shows it, it, it shows Vince is running the game, the game. This is definitely a Vince move, you know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, there's there's tag titles right there. There's belts that can be defended. Who cares? They're stars. You put them in a match with more stars. Yeah. Eh, um, you're an idiot. Sasha, Mercedes is probably laughing her ass off like, right now. Like, look, they're disrespecting the women's tag team titles mm-hmm. again. While she's hanging out at but, uh, home and relaxing and working good shows in Japan and around the fucking basically California right now, she hasn't gone much further. Fucking broad. Um, I mean, I will say though, when when Becky and Lita were storming through backstage with the belts on the shoulders, they looked good. They looked like a tag team. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them that. Um, but yeah, um, fucking things. And then we had another beat down at the end of the show as the bloodline just beat the shit out of Kevin Owens. It's the writings on the wall, and I fucking hate it. Mm, it's again, it's it's a consolation prize. I'm sure it's going to be a feel good moment, and any other year it would have been a great moment. But Sammy deserves more. It's it's more than it's more than that, dude. It's it's because you have to, and and I and I have. It's a part of the Geek of the Week, so I'm just going to... But I'll elaborate a little more when we get through it. It's the thing that kills me is... Look at where Sammy was and look at where he is. Yeah, This guy was the hottest motherfucking thing going in all... In all of wrestling for fucking a few months. A few good mm-hmm. months. To the point where Impact was randomly trying to find fucking matches they had of El Generico to put it online for you motherfuckers. So this guy was on top of the world, on top of the world hot. He loses because we understand and it makes sense. And, you know, but but there's also that narrative of but you could have, but you could have, but you could have. And and you when still he could. Lo- and you still could. But when he lost, you just said, OK, now go back over there. Yeah. You literally said, this is my son. Everybody look at my son. Go back to your room. This one's a doctor. This one's a doctor. Now go to your room. <laughs> and that's it. And they're like, what the fuck? And so now the kid's gone. So he's getting no attention. So he's going to cool down. And now now they're going to try to build it back up by beating up Kevin to set up a fucking tag title match. So you, you took a guy who was, again, on top of the world, on fire, if you will, doused him with water and told him, eh, you'll dry off. We, well, I, I liked being on fire. Eh. Yeah. Back. Sami Zayn's now doing the uh, the Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets. He's in his room making no noise and pretending he doesn't exist. Exactly. And and now, like I said, that that sets up. This is probably going to set up perfectly for him and Kevin to win tag titles. It's like fine, whatever. But then let's look at the overall picture. What happens if Roman beats Cody? 
you're going to do the same exact thing that you just did with Sammy because you want another Bob Backlund. Another, and that's and then yes, I'm going. To, I'm not going to use Bruno San Martino. I'm not going to use Bruno San Martino because the reality is, is that was a that era of wrestling when you're a Bruno San Martino and you're having like 30 minute matches like every other night. Fine, be a fucking champion for 17 years. I don't give a fuck because I'm seeing you wrestle your ass off every motherfucking night. Not I show up when I want, do what I want, kind of thing. Blah 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 blah. blah. Right now, he's a Bob Backlund. Roman is a Bob Backlund. He has beaten everybody, whether you were scorching the earth or not, because we like Bob Backlund. And the problem with that is a lot of people ran away from the E when Bob Backlund was champion. A lot of people mm-hmm. ran away. He was boring and stale fast, and he buried a lot of guys. He buried a lot of guys. If Cody loses, whether it's from fuckery or not, it is a burial. Roman is officially Bob Backlund. And there is nothing you can do besides going out and getting a gigantic name to come in and maybe beat Roman. Because that's the only thing we're going to believe now. Because you built this guy, Cody, on top of the world. You built him over Sami Zayn. Because we, to us, we built Sami. And then you told us, fuck you. Because we didn't, because you didn't build him. Now you built this motherfucker and we're getting behind him. And you're going to be like, because Vince, and this is, I'm saying all this because Vince is running the bitch. Well, Roman's better. So, but then you guys want fucking nerds to be like, oh, get Kenny Omega. Oh, get that. For what? For what? For the same thing? For everyone to fall to Bob Backlund? No, thanks. WWE excel at this. Um, you can cheer for somebody as much as you want, but if they really want to kill someone's momentum, they will. Like that, baby. Thanos style. But realistically, Cody has to win. It's set up perfectly. You believe every single fucking word he spits into that microphone. He's believable to beat Roman. I mean, Roman's not that much bigger than him, really. And Cody Cody is a main event player. By every... By every... Aspect of the word. Oh boy! But man, if he doesn't win, <laughs> you just <laughs> oh, the place is gonna burn. Bad. But there is literally nobody else that can beat Roman. Cody is in the perfect position. He's the perfect person to do it. Um, and it'd I be mean, like a big look. The AEW guy came home, and he's he's the one that took down Roman. That's but that's a story you actually want to play. Yeah. Because if you want these people, if you want to take fans away from AEW, which you're not going to, you know, if let me stop myself, you can take fickle fans, casual fans, whatever. But if you want to take fans, quote unquote, this is what you need to do. You have to build that story, finish that story. Don't leave me halfway in the book to tell me start the book over, hmm. because that's what I have a bad, bad feeling is going to happen. Vince, keep your paws off, please, dude. Just um, fuck off. But AEW was a great dynamite last night. Um, oh, hell yeah, baby. I mean, AEW struggled with its booking for a good few months now. But last night's dynamite was great. Kicked off with a solid segment with the four pillars. It was beautiful. I believe it's the first time all four of them have been in the ring at the same time. Yes. But like, it, in, no, in any capacity. It is absolutely the four pillars. It was Jungle Boy. It was Darby Allen. It was Sammy Guevara. It was MJF. MJF still rocking around 
with these fucking goddamn black eyes. Like, dude, you guys beat the fuck out of each other for real, for real, for an hour. It's ridiculous. But this whole thing was great. Everybody got their shit in. Um, Sammy, I don't want to give Sammy crap. I don't, I don't really need it. I didn't need to think. I didn't need to have this idea in my head. Let me stop myself. Let me rephrase myself. I didn't need to have this idea in my head that you were brought in to be the fall guy, to be the bump guy. Like I, we, maybe if we were workers, we could know that. And that'd be cool. We don't, we don't fucking really need to know that. It's not a big deal. Um, but I did love everything Darby said, everything Darby said, except for the film school thing. I'm like, I don't give a shit about your film school crap, but that's just me being a dickhead. But I loved how he, he, um, he, he literally was just like, I'm not one of these guys going on Twitter and bitching about my position. I love this company. I'm trying to make this company better. Like, it's, that's what you want. There's your fucking overall, just the babiest of the faces, that guy. And yeah. I think that's fucking perfect. I'm like, cool, run with that shit. I like that a lot. Um, and it's the most, we've, the most we've heard Darby speak and the most real we've heard Darby speak. Like him mocking... Everybody that's uh, complaining about their contract and stuff was mm-hmm. great. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, and MJF brought up a great point. They've all had a legend in their corner, and he hasn't. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had Tully for a little bit, but I mean, I he say. survived without Tully. It's fine. But, like, yeah. literally, Darby, it's been Darby and Sting, Jungle Boy, fucking, and Christian, um, yeah, Christian. Sammy and Jericho. Mm-hmm. MJF's had henchmen, but he's never, like, relied heavily on a legend like that. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, in all reality, because, I mean, he's got a point. We knew of Jurassic Express, but you paid more attention to Jungle Boy when Christian showed up and was backing him. And, and I'll be willing to admit that. You know yeah. I mean, Darby and Sting have been a thing forever. And then, of course, we already knew there would be no JAS or well, Inner Circle, whatever, without Sammy and Jericho. So, Yeah, uh, I mean, I like it's it. been Jericho and Sammy since day one of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they go with four way at double or nothing, this is gonna oh, man. easily steal the show. Man, this was, and it's one of those ones where it's like, uh, well, who actually wins it? Because it could, this was one of those ones where I'm like, it could be an anybody. This isn't a, you have to have a giant star take down the mega man. No, you don't. You can have one of the up and comers beat the up and comer. You know what I mean? The four pillars. Who's going to be the real pillar? Who can win out of these motherfuckers? You know what I mean? And I think this is good. This is fresh. This is new. We're not. And again, this is a guy that wants Kenny to be in the world title picture. We don't have a Kenny. We don't have a Jericho. We don't have a, a Moxley. We don't have a Brian anymore. This is new. It's fresh. I love it. I love it a lot. Keep it rocking, TK. And we can boast not a single one of them is a WWE guy. Yes, bro. Not a one. <laughs> And for those who um, say, well, Sammy, no. They told Sammy, no, goddammit. I I can see MGF retaining, too. Like, I'm yeah. the strongest pillar. Which, again, look, it is a story any way you go. No matter what. Sammy, I had Jericho help me, and he got me here, and now I'm AEW World Champion. Jungle Boy. Overcoming Christian and my shit with the Jurassic Express allowed me to fucking, you know... Complete my destiny, being AEW champion. Darby, all the guidance from Sting, and I prove that I truly love this company more. Bam. Or I'm motherfucking MJF. Plain and simple. And the great thing is, is how the way people use that with Roman 
MJF actually does it. He's actually better at it. Yeah, um, and Darby too. You you felt it in his voice. He means it. He is AW through and through. Dude, like, I'm I'm already pulling for Darby. Darby's my guy right now. I'm like, what's what? what I've always said it was Sting or no? Um, Darby was is is the Sting of this era. He gets the kids involved. He wants the kids, the kids, the kids, the little Stingers, if you will, the little Darbies. Imagine that as your world champion. Come on, bro. Like, you got to remember, when we were kids and we saw Shawn Michaels win, we all want to be Shawn Michaels. We want to be the pretty boy, super kicks. We want the fucking uh, the wrestling dummies. We want his belt. We want everything. Because the kids like that. Yeah. Kids don't like MJF. Kids don't like Roman Reigns. Kids love a motherfucking Darby Allen boy. They'll fucking love that boy. I mean, all three of them have potential to be a world champion by the end of their career in AEW. And they all should be. They all should be. Um, one other match that is possible, well, probably set up for double or nothing. Um, I would not be surprised if it's blood and guts, but BCC defeated Dark Order last night and then turned heel, I guess. Um, I mean, we've seen shades of it over the past couple of weeks with yeah. Claudio becoming sort of the leader, um, making Wheeler do stuff he didn't really want to do, but they've pretty much gone full heel now and Mark's hold like tightening his grip after the bell and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the show, I mean, we'll talk about the trios match later, but um, the elite surprisingly backing up Hangman. I'm fucking, I'm not... it, it, it pissed me off that they cut the camera feed so quickly. Yes. Because I, I, I'm, I'm with that. We didn't even get to see his reaction as he turned around to see them. Which is, first off, Fuck you for making perfect television that makes me turn in, want to turn in next week because that's exactly what you're doing. So fuck you for it. But no, it's like we we thought it was done. Oh, there's no way hangman this and hangman this. And then hangman's over here doing his thing and the elite are over here doing this thing. And then they're slowly coming back. To, and it's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. But with all that being said, who's the fourth for the BCC then? I mean, I thought about it. Um. I thought about I thought of a couple of different people and then I realized wait a minute, Brian, but we don't know what's happening with Brian and he seems to be Well, I mean he I don't think he's gonna turn heel with the with the rest of them. So I think he's Not out after of cutting BCC. a promo like that. No. I think he's yeah. out of BCC and I didn't want to say it out loud, but I just think what if it is punk? It's not, I don't hate that idea, but I've, I've also been the guy right now where it's like, if it's going to be punk, um, I would rather it be like him and FTR, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Against the elite and on their, and on their own, you know what I mean? Just that way it's like the, the fucking media scrum come full circle kind of thing, if you will. But yeah, the only guy that really truly comes to mind is, is, uh, is Kingston. You know what I mean? But he's he's currently a free agent in Ring of Honor, so I really don't know how the fuck that'll work. So I, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah he's uh, allegedly done with AEW, and he's just Ring of Honor only. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think if, if Punk did come back, obviously he'd have to come back as a heel after the way he left. Oh, a bazillion percent. And I think enough time's percent. passed for people to be like, yeah, okay. We'll see what happens. I know I, I know that uh, a lot of us are are... I don't want to say anticipating, but are anticipating his return because it's 
we're at the point where it's, yeah, we've gotten over it. You're obviously not getting bought out of your contract. We might as well get you on TV and make some fucking ratings and move on with our lives. That's the thing. He's He's got to be coming back at some point because if not, why the fuck is he still there? Why is he still under contract? Why haven't they fired him? Uh, why, why exactly. is TK still paying him if he's why, not going to bring him back? That's where that's what the real question should be asking. Why is TK still giving this dude money if he ain't coming back? Come on now, make it make sense. Um, either way, blood and guts between BCC and uh, <laughs> the elite is going to be some kind of spectacle, especially if it's like the what we've seen from Marks and Hangman alone. Right. It's been something. You're telling me, and then the Bucks have no problem bleeding. Kenny doesn't mind doing it. He doesn't like it, but he doesn't mind doing it. He'll do. He'll do it for a price. Hey, um, Wheeler definitely doesn't mind bleeding. Um, we've, we've got to heal Claudio. Heal Claudio hurts already. I can just hear him fucking hitting somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I love had, this. Yeah. Uh, so who knows about the returns, but we did get a surprise debut. Well, I say surprise. A lot of us anticipated it because it was in Canada. Um, Jade squashes Nicole Matthews, and I, th- I think it was like... 45 seconds. 30 that, seconds, baby. 30 seconds. Um, and which I like because everybody thought that this person was going to be the one to answer the open challenge, but it wasn't. It was just some jobber. Um, right. I mean, no disrespect, but. Right. You were already in the ring before fucking Jade walked out. That means job. Um, yeah, that's a jobber entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, after the match, we get the confrontation between Jade and Taya Valkyrie. And I never really realized how equal in size that they are. Well, like, okay. Jade so kind of towers over everybody, but Ty is like up there. Jade is about Jade is about five ten, or at least that's what she's listed as, and, and Ty is five eight. But Ty also wore some like kind of platform ish shoes out. So I mean they were pretty much eye to eye. But um yeah, I mean I just talked about it. They're in Can- they're in Canada. There is a giant women's wrestler in Canada by the name of Ty Valkyrie. And Tony Khan says, hey, what about else? She, what's up? Greet her ass on television, but let's give her the upper hand on television. Let's get her some momentum on television. But yet you couldn't do that with a legend in Trish Stratus on the E because, I don't know, cocaine, I guess. Right. Um, but Taya, she's still active in Impact, right? Or is she out of contract she is, now? Because I'm she sure is she's current. She's currently a part of the Knockouts Tag Team Championship or Tag Team yeah, Championship. I, I thought she was still like a, I guess there's a, the, the what is it the Freebird Rule. So she's still a part, but she is signed to AEW. So I would not be surprised to see like maybe there's we we might start getting some workings again with Impact in AEW. I don't yeah. mind. I've always or not me stop myself. I've always I'm not always said, but I've always uh, thought. That it could work out that way. That AEW could be like the NWA of the old days. The one that works with all the outside promotions to bring in all these people to get you eyes on wrestling in a general sense. Not just look at the E. If you're not here, you're not. The e. No, there's wrestling everywhere, baby. Everywhere. There's wrestling in my backyard, even though I don't have backyard. Uh, oh, from what I'm reading here, um, five days ago, it was reported that Valkyrie is officially done with Impact Wrestling. Oh. Oh, jeez, I wonder if they're going to kill so, her off TV like they did home, the homeboy. Well, she got arrested last time. Fucking let's go. <laughs> um, hey, you broke your probation. Arrested. 
Um, so I, I guess like it doesn't affect the uh, knockouts tag team titles because, like you said, they were using the Freebird rules so they can just keep it on Havoc and Rosemary. That's true. That's true. Um, and I would not be mad if she is the one to dethrone Jade. Yes, I was like, just going to say. We keep saying it frees Jade up to go after the, the women's world title. She's been TBS champion for fucking ever. She's the only TBS champion they've ever had. Yeah. Um, no lies here. I mean, it's... Don't give me... It, I'm also of that notion. It's like, cool, dude. Taya could absolutely be the one to beat her. Taya's, you know, uh, not here. She's not been seen. There's no film on her. There's, you know, if you want to build the strat- the, the the sports move, it's, she is the, uh, the, uh, the clubber lang. The one that's been killing it elsewhere, and she's gonna come in and rock your world. You know what I mean? And I like that. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't think Taya should lose. I mean, if anything, if she has to lose, if they end up making her lose, it has to be a fuck finish where they can obviously have a rematch. But yeah, no, Taya could beat her, win the TBS championship, send Jade right up to Jamie Hader, and there we go. I'm cool with that. Yeah, and Taya can do it believably. She's yes. the formidable challenger. She's like 17, 18 years in the business, dude. Like, yeah, she's got lineage for sure. Like, yeah, she's 39. Damn. What a loca. And uh, I think people often forget, like, her early impact run was dominance. She's actually, how many times women's uh, knockout? I was going to say, I, was like, I, I remember, uh, I remember of her impact run, I paid more attention to her. In AAA and in Lucha Underground, for sure. Like, that was where I caught momentum with her. Yeah, like, she only won it once, but she held it for uh, 377 days. Damn, over a year. Let's go. I like it. Um, we mentioned Orange Cassidy killing it in the past couple of weeks. Had a great match, surprisingly, with Jeff Jarrett, but thankfully retained the title. It, it did look for a moment like Jeff Jarrett was going to win, and I was ready to uh, launch the TV at the window. And for you motherfuckers that are getting upset, well, Jeff Jarrett's just doing his job. Look, Jeff Jarrett's been doing that same exact job since 1998, and I'm sick of fucking watching it. Mm. And I wouldn't okay. have just launched the TV out the window. I would have taken it upstairs and launched it out of the top floor window. Let's go, top floor. Watch it shatter. <laughs> I saw them. I think Harold posted it in RWT a meme of the the Simpsons. Like, we need to book people for AEW. Who can we book? Miro. Okay, no, nah, we're gonna book Jeff Jarrett. Um, Miro. Miro. Okay, Jeff Jarrett. Okay, Jeff. Yep, that was exactly it. Why? Because Where the fuck is Miro? I don't know. I'm 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 of that notion. It's like he needs to come back and do something. If he beats Orange Cassidy, he beats Orange Cassidy. Who cares? Have him go on a fucking run with the fucking uh, international championship, but yeah, that's a that's a dude that could easily come in and be a difference maker, easily. I I, I don't know what's what's going wrong with Miro. AW just cannot seem to book him. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, he he had a great run in WWE as Rusev, obviously, and then John Cena came along, but he he did more in WWE than he's done in AEW. Yeah, and it's sad to see because we thought the green was the grass was greener on the other side for him, but now he comes in and starts playing fucking video games. That's what they do. That's what they do. Don't touch my Xbox. My wife bought me that. 
Don't get my wife bought me. Motherfucker, you was a professional wrestler. Your wife bought you a game console. You can't buy one of them bitches. You was a big fucking man. And on top of that, and on top of that, it was one of the shitty Xboxes. Like, come on now. Um, I hate the name, but the Outcasts um brawl with Britt and Jamie. Um, yeah, I, I really just don't like the name. It just sounds so forced. Oh yeah. They were literally calling themselves the outcasts, and now it's like, we're the outcasts. And it's yeah. so de- It's obviously a play on the outsiders. You know, yeah. And it's in, in the spray paint, and it's, there's too much NWO innuendos. Yeah. And uh, it's just, like, it just feels like one of those stable names that come up on the list that you choose from in the in the video games. Yeah, but go with one of those, pick one of these shitty names for your stable. Um, oh, yeah, that way they can actually announce it. Yeah. It's like a pre-recorded one. Okay, which one sounds good? Outcast. Well, that sounds the least one like shit. I guess I'll take it. I mean, I get it, but it just it's just not very creative. Um no. No but yeah. Um uh they all three of them said their piece. Soraya got fined for saying twat live on TV. Good for her. <laughs> um yeah. Britt and Jamie came down, get into a brawl, and then in comes Willow, in comes Sky Blue, in comes Riho with a fucking pipe. Yeah, kick your ass. All of a sudden, like Rio it. looks vicious. I love it. She, you know, that fucking pipe weighed more than she did, but it was all right. I was like, come on, get out. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, I think the pipe was thicker than her arms. But um, <laughs> I, I want to see a, a main streak in Rio. Yes, dude. I'm glad she's back. Feature her more. Come on. Especially after the shit she's been through this week, it's just like fuck you. Let's let's see Rio kick some ass with a pipe. Let's go, baby. Um, and like we said, the three, the trios match was just nuts. At the end, there was a particular spot in the middle where one person hit the other guy, and then everybody came in and hit that guy, and it was just a circle, and it was great. And then of course, right, super kick party. Gotta love a super kick party. Gotta love when uh when Brody King does lucha stuff. Yeah, big massive man. Oh my god, he's great. And we had that great moment with Kenny and Chris face-to-face in Canada for the first Canadians. time in I don't know how long. Canadians loved it, man. The Canadians loved it. What can I say? Um, only downside I would say to that conversation is they made short work of Brody King. I mean, he came back in the ring afterwards, but it was just yeah, like... Yeah, he unfortunately is the guy that takes a lot of beating, but then he does get to do something impressive once in a blue moon. So, I mean, I, I guess it weighs out. Yeah, but no, I'm great main event. Um, and I found it kind of funny that obviously the House of Black retained over two teams, both led by a Canadian in Canada. Come here, because fuck you, because we're Canadian. Um, but I, I got I mean, I mean, I gotta highlight Jericho. He was really smooth in this match. The way he countered, um, I think it was Kenny going for the the V trigger and just scooped him up into a very smooth walls of Jericho it was great. Fantastic stuff. Uh, and like we said, possibly setting up blood and guts at the end between the elite and the BCC. All for it. Say, I, again, me too. I'm down for it. Uh, let's see where this goes. Uh, Heron Jericho's getting ready to go on tour, so we might see him mm-hmm. go away for a bit. I mean, we keep saying that, but he's he never really disappears when he goes on tour anymore. He just kind of he just fucking borrows Tony's jet. I'm gonna borrow this. All right. <laughs> Good for Jericho. He became a workhorse. There you go. I like it. 
I mean, I mean, I guess Vince wouldn't let him borrow his jet. No, Vince is greedy. <laughs> hey, Vince, I got a tour coming up. Can I borrow your jet for a couple of days? No. For what? What do you mean you got to go sing music? You're a wrestler, damn it. <laughs> I'm a rock star. Ah, fooey. You're going to sing that punk rock stuff? Well, it's not really punk. Nah, <laughs> you can't borrow my jet. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Iron Maiden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sounds more like Ozzy Osbourne, but okay. What do you think? You're some kind of guy, some Bob Dylan or something? <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Play some Frank. We, we've seen Jericho sing some jazz and some swing. I would say he can get down. Can <laughs> MJF get down. actually sang better. MJF's generational talent, baby. Yeah, he is. MJF can do it all. Um, all right. That is pretty much all your news for this week. Let's find out. Who? I mean, I'm laughing already. Who the geek of the week is? Hit the music. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. Oh God. Okay. So there's. I had like. 19 at one point the last the other day and i was just like okay we're gonna narrow this down um so originally because Daz is laughing because like i just changed one of the names so the first dude i'm gonna bring i i wanted to bring up but the reality is is he goes along with a bunch of the dudes on tiktok so i'll, I'll save him for the shit mark say but um this week's geek of the week we're gonna start with the roman suckers and the roman suckers are gonna literally gonna um are gonna fall in line with what i said earlier on in the show and that's um what happens if cody loses you're going to bury the fuck out of somebody so y'all can stand up and do the one. But then when he's a fucking champion for 1,200, 1,300, 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 days, and you have a Bob Backlund again, you guys are going to be well, this Roman thing is stale. So you guys are willing to ride the coattails as long as the cock tastes good. But the second it tastes bad, you're going to bitch and say you never had it in your mouth. Is what I'm getting at. And that's what I'll stick with. And then my second one is actually Kevin Nash. And the reason I bring up Kevin Nash is and, and Kevin Nash has been doing his own thing lately. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, he's, I like it. I've been liking his, uh, his show, the click talk or whatever the fuck he's been doing, whatever it's called. I like it. I've only really been watching highlights of it because I can't listen to full episodes of him rambling. I just, I, his voice gets me to, to, to a point, but he goes on to a little bit of a ramble by saying he hasn't watched AEW uh, in a while. And I'm just like, okay, well, well, why? He doesn't really give any reason. So I'm just like, so then why is this like a thing that you have to say? If you don't have a reason to back up why you're not watching the show, then why are you telling people you're not watching the show? Like, what does that matter? And you can come to the conclusion that maybe it's a Vince thing. Hey, you know, don't talk about them. You know, you're still under contract or whatever. You're still a legend with us or blah, 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 whatever bullshit he could spin or what have you. And maybe threatened him, heaven forbid. Or maybe it's a punk thing. Maybe he's so infuriated with, with punk still that he doesn't want anything to do with anything punks around. Or maybe he hates TK. The fact of the matter is, is you're a grown man who at times has said exactly how you feel and, and all this and that. And you've never sugarcoated shit, or at least for a good portion of it. Why are you doing it now? If you don't want to watch the show, give us a reason why you don't want to watch the show. Otherwise, leave that sound bite out of your fucking show to garner more attention for your fucking show. Okay, either 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 answer the questions or fuck right off. This is where I'm at. 
So because of that, you Roman suckers, and yes, there's a lot of you. And Kevin Nash, y'all geeks of the week. I think the um, the worst part about Kevin for me is that he keeps having to make a point that Stone Cold's not watching. What? Why can he not tell us for himself? Stone why? Cold's not Stone Cold's not watching because he, Stone Cold will tell you why he's not watching. It's not his cup of tea. We can like what we like. Hey. Dumbass. I think he, I think he, the latest thing he said was, uh, "We have a pact where if he's not watching, I'm not watching." But yet again, like, really? then your favorite dude was Kenny Omega and all this other shit. So, like, how much smoke are you blowing up my ass, and how much are you playing bullshit off? Like, if you guys have a pact that you guys both aren't watching a television show, that's fucking weird. First off, like, you guys are fucking in your fifties, sixties, even like, kind of weird friendship y'all got. Anyway, I um, I completely agree with Kevin Nash being a geek of the week because he just needs to dial it back a little bit. A lot of it. Um, and now for this week's bestler of the week. Um... Uh, it was pretty easy for me this week. Uh, the best of the week didn't actually have a match last night, I think. Uh, there was a match on Friday. I was say Friday, yeah. Or at least there was a segment. Um, but it's basically because, like I said earlier, I want to see a bit more of a mean streak, and we kind of got that a little bit last night. And also, as a big fuck you to most fuck of you. Twitter, this week's best of the week is Riho. Yeah. Go get him, girl. Do your thing. Stop being um, fuckers. And that's going to tie into this next segment. Now, for stupid shit people say online, this is shit marks say. Get the fuck off social media. OMG. Eggplant emojis. WTF. Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead. LOL. Peach emoji. Shit marks say. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Not these ones, because fuck TikTok nerds. So, um, before you even ask, I got a couple this week. There ain't no see. I was I was not even gonna fucking like. <laughs> I was like, I have to do it. It's part of my job. Let me go on and look. And sure enough, there's there's narrative spinnings because we think we know it all, or vice versa, or we don't put all oh, the whole picture together and this and that. So, um, first and foremost, I'm gonna get this off my chest. I just 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 because it's a fucking it's it's a Brian Alvarez thing. It's a it's a thing where people are taking something that is that's said by somebody and spinning it in their own narrative. So first and foremost. I love this guy. He's got great content. So this is, I'm hoping, a lapse of judgment. But he does have a beef with Brian and, and, and Dave. So self-bet wrestling. You can check him out on TikTok. He's, again, he's a decent follow. He's got a good mind. But he does have these moments. And he is, again, he's a Dave and Brian hater. So you can immediately go that he is going to be a tad biased on some stuff. So Brian Alvarez in a clip, in a clip from an episode of Wrestling Observer Live, he was talking about how Austin Theory got buried when John Cena ripped him a new one on the microphone. And he, that video stopped right there, and he went into this whole rant of, I'm so sick and tired of Brian Alvarez using words that don't make sense, and how did Austin Theory get buried, and how did this and that? Have you guys seen anybody that's gone up against the returning John Cena, the old the guy that balds, he has to wear a hat John Cena? The guy where he barely tries and he cuts great promos? The guys that 
gives you one-liners that the that fucking whole world talks about for a week or two. When John Cena shows up after Austin Theory has done all this and he's retained the U.S. title, and what is Austin Theory going to do at WrestleMania? What's Austin Theory going to do at WrestleMania? Who's he going to face at WrestleMania? Austin Theory, Austin Theory, Austin Theory. John Cena shows up, says one line, and now it's, I wonder if Cena's going to win. You think Cena's going to win? What about Cena winning? Do you think Cena's going to win? How many people fucking even remember Austin Theory's in that goddamn match right now? That's what he means by buried. It's not a, you're never going to make it in this business. No, it, it, you got buried. You went from being the reason we were talking about this match to you're not even a reason anymore. You're non-existent at this point because John took you out of existence by putting you in your place with some lines. That's what he mean by buried. If maybe that's not the right word for you, then say, miss, you know, word it differently. But don't go on this rant. There's no way he's buried. No, because it, it is. Because it is. It went from it's the Austin Theory WrestleMania match to John Cena WrestleMania match. It's a burial. I'm sorry. If that's, if that's too blunt for you, it's this thing called the real world and it sucks. The other one I have to go on, um, and this goes a part of, um, I guess in a way, of the Cody suckers. But this is another, probably one of the bigger, if not the biggest, uh, wrestling TikToker right now. And his name is Suplex. And Suplex normally is super good. He does his research and he's he's very about it. But the last couple of weeks, he's been kind of extra. Like he had an entire video where he broke down why he wasn't going to buy and watch AEW Revolution. And then he went out and watched AEW Revolution. Oh, well, I only, I just, I was going to watch this match in particular because I said I was going to watch. But you started your video by saying you're not going to watch or buy this pay-per-view. Then you went on to say in that same video that, uh, well, if I have to watch a match, it'll be this one. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, you're backtracking. You're literally doing backflips in the middle of a fucking walkway. Like, what are you doing? You're dumb. So he goes on, the, and, but his whole rant has nothing to do with that. This whole thing has to do with Kenny Omega being 40 years old and he needs to go to the E. And I've said before, I don't mind things like that because they deserve to make money. They deserve to get paid. But let's think about this for a second. Because this is something that, again, a lot of people on wrestling TikTok don't do before they talk. And I have been that guy at the times to do it myself. You don't think before you do. And the reality is, is, yeah, Kenny's 40 or he's going to be 40. And Kenny has had a hell of a motherfucking career. And going to, going to the E would be a sugar on top, cherry on top, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But why does he need to go? Why does he need to go? And why does the idea of Kenny needing to go? Because it sounds good for trios matches with the Young Bucks and the Usos and the Bloodline. and the, So just because we want Kenny to go because he's in his 40s and he's had this fantastic career. And, so the Bucks are coming. So you want the Elite to go because you want the idea of fun matches, fantasy booking matches. Yet you guys make fun of AEW for fantasy booking matches. Because there's no story in it. There would be no story in that, but you want it. It's, it's the fucking bullshit that kills me. It's like, I would understand, like, if, if you, if you guys bitch, like, how, how fucking self-bet was bitching about words, I'm a bitch about them too. If y'all don't know how to piece the words together better, don't fucking say shit. But then again, that's the problem with TikTok right now. There's a reason why these guys get so many follows because they're in that same quote unquote bandwagon as a Jim Cornette, as a Paul E, as a whatever. And so, again, wrestling TikTok talker, Cornette ish, sheep, here I follow. Stop it. 
I love Stop it. Stop it. There's no story. Who, who who did Cody face this week? Who did he face last week? What was the story behind it? Oh, there's got to be a story. There's got to be a story. Where? There's stories being built to WrestleMania, but there's not a story on a week-to-week basis in WWE. Just because they're building you a story to get to the biggest show of the year doesn't mean they're not doing anything. AEW was doing that exact thing. They were building towards matches on a uh, revolution. They were building towards matches at this, building towards matches on that. But yet, they're, you guys are just throwing matches out there. No, you guys are just nitpicking because it's not coming from the E. It's not coming the way you're so fucking used to now that you're not doing it right. Yeah. Let me tell you, back in the day, uh, guys would come out and just beat up random people for no reason. No reason at all. Good example for you. Fully loaded, 99. Underrated pay-per-view. Jeff Jarrett just beat Edge for the IC title. Stone Cold comes down and whoops his ass just so he can cut a promo on The Undertaker. There there was no connection between him and Jeff Jarrett. There was no story there. But people would fucking cry. Why you gotta fucking bury goddamn Jeff Jarrett to cut a promo? That would that would be the 2023 right. fans right now. But in '99, <laughs> whip again, kick his ass. Because we didn't care. It wasn't about fucking. It was about what are you building right now in front of me? In front of me. Don't build me for later. What are you building tonight, tomorrow, the next day? If that meant we didn't see Steve Russell for a fucking month, but we heard him talk every week, fine. Fine. Stop being so fucking fickle. Had to throw in some uh, Stone Cold history this week because there wasn't really any on this week in wrestling history. Bullshit. Um, all right, on to the social, the other side of social media. Um, and actually, it's not Twitter this week. It was Facebook. And it was wow. actually on the AEW Facebook comments thread, which is always a fun place. Um, <sighs> Trolls live this... there. I swear to God they do. This one wasn't even towards me. This was just a reply to somebody else on my thread. So this was AEW's announcement of Forbidden Door. Um, And I pretty much just said, so, you know, you just announced this one randomly on social media, yet we had a huge announcement built up for Total Access. Mm. Um, Somebody commented, uh, Anthony commented, Dixie Khan, Booker of the Year, lol. Okay, funny. But then they got into it. Um... And so the shit marks say this week from that thread comes from not Bam Bam Bigelow. Nice. Seriously, if you look at him, it's not Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Are you sure? He says, you mean exactly how they announced SummerSlam would be in Detroit? You're not even an AEW fan. The hell are you following the page for? I mean, I don't know if Anthony's an AEW fan or not, but I mean, he had a point. But um, SummerSlam is an established event, a major event. That's been running for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. We didn't know for sure we were going to get a Forbidden Door 2. So this wasn't about the location. It was about announcing or, or confirming that, yes, mm. this event is happening again. Um, which could and should, as we said, have been Tony's major announcement two weeks ago. Not exactly. some behind-the-scenes show that nobody gives a shit about. So, terrible comparison. Yeah, no, sorry, bud. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it. I get it. And I could easily side with my man Jacob here or whatever. But again, yeah, you have to think about the overall picture. How long has SummerSlam been around? How long has, you know, fucking Forbidden Door been around? 
know what I mean? When I know SummerSlam's coming and they just, oh, hey, okay, cool. This is the date and location. Sweet. But when I have no fucking clue that there's a Forbidden Door coming, but we've been hearing rumbles of a Forbidden Door 2 coming, mm-hmm. and you tell us in passing as Excalibur's going down the court like this, Forbidden Door 2. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck, bro? Like, yeah, I mean, come on, we need a little bit better than that. Especially Summer- with your fucking major announcement being a goddamn show nobody wanted. Yeah, SummerSlam is the same time every year. We know it's coming late July, early August, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, it hasn't been in July, but it's very almost in fucking July. First weekend of August now. Used to be at the mm-hmm. back end. But anyway, we've only ever had one Forbidden Door. As far as we knew, it was a one-time thing. Until yeah, now. Until, until right now. Um, so you can get in the bin. Um, there isn't really an example for the next one, but this the other shit Mark say is basically everyone that bullied Riho off of Twitter. Swear to God, dude. What is wrong with you people? We swear- learned nothing from Hannah Kimura. And it, it always... I know it's not always Japanese female wrestlers, but they tend to get the most flack. It's terrible. It's fucking terrible. And the biggest reason that it's so fucking terrible is none of you motherfuckers out there that bully these fucking ladies, whether they're from Japan. And I mean, let me stop myself because I don't want to, I don't want to make a generalization, but I will about the women that come in from Japan, because this is what the ones that are being attacked the most. Mm. You have to understand where they come from and to them what women look like act like and because they're very small and because they're really skinny and they unfortunately kind of look like a child at times or a teenager because of how small in stature they are doesn't mean that we need to bully them and belittle them and you don't look the way I want you to look and you're not like a Trish Stratus or Alita and your ass isn't hanging out and your tits aren't huge and you're Okay, in fucking Japan, these ladies, they want to be wrestlers. And in order to be a wrestler, you need to be in shape because there's cardio involved. There's strength training involved. There's, you know, athleticness involved. There's a lot to it. So the fact that them not having these giant tits to be, you know, on television or a fucking ass you want to stick your face in because it's a television draw. That doesn't mean it's, it's not a draw for them. To them, that's not their thing. I mean, maybe it is in the anime world and the in, in whatever, but that's not what they want in wrestling, which is what these ladies do. They're wrestlers. So just because they're not how we are used to seeing women wrestlers doesn't mean we need to fucking bully them because they're not our cup of tea. This is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Hanukkah took her fucking life because you guys want to give her shit because she's not from here. Because she's too goddamn cutesy. Because she's too cutesy. Are you fucking kidding me? Because Riho looks like a fucking 12-year-old? Okay. Make the joke. Make the joke. But don't make it to her fucking Twitter page. Make the joke to your friends. You know, hey, she looks like a 12-year-old, but she could fucking go. Okay? You know, shit. I mean, I, I never... Or you can be one of, like, one of the dumb dudes. Like, who was one of the guys? Um, Oh, my God. Uh, 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 was it Trav? I think it was Trav. No, it wasn't Trav. Uh, I think it was Kyle. Either Kyle. It was either Kyle or Ty or Tyler, one of the other guys, one of the guys from the TSK. That was like, you know, she's tiny, but I mean, I. And we made some <laughs> comments, you know, and I'm just, she's not a bad looking girl, you know. I I just I get it. It's not your fucking cup of tea, but that does not mean you need to go belittling anybody. 
have your parents not taught y'all something? Didn't your mama ever tell you if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all? And if she didn't, I'm telling y'all now. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And if you have to be an internet troll, at least do it on TikTok where nobody gives a shit. And like I said, it's mostly Japanese wrestlers that are targeted, but it's not just them. Um, we've seen it with Alexa Bliss. We've seen it with Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Um, just because just, they're not your cup of tea. Or, or just because they're female. Why are we attacking female wrestlers when we've seen how far female wrestling has come in the last yes. decade? Like we Fuck didn't me. live through this fucking revolution. What for? If you're just going to shit on them. Yeah, dude, if you want to go back to Braun Panties matches, find a time machine. Call Doc Brown. Get the fuck out of here. Or uh, what was the clip I found? An out-of-clothes match. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's fun. That's oh, fun. Man. But that was the Dark Ages, and we were we are way past Braun Panties match, mud yeah, Jerry, wrestling, Jerry whatever Springer's the fuck. not the hottest thing on television anymore, people. We have intelligence these days. It's. I know it's shocking. I know it drives you bananas. What is this intelligence? But it's there. Okay. We've seen it primarily in WWE. Women on equal terms with the men having rumble matches, hell in a cell matches, ladder matches, fucking main events in WrestleMania for I was just going to say, some of their ladder matches and cell matches are better than the men. I say that every year. They have a better war games match. They have a better chamber match. They have a better rumble. Stop shitting on women. They deserve as much respect as the men. Respect the ladies. Especially the international ones that come over for this trip of a lifetime probably for them uh, holy yeah, fuck we're going, we're going to the u.s to wrestle for a little bit thank you there you go think about that for a second the next time y'all want to judge somebody go to fucking japan and wonder how they judge your ugly ass hammer nick um so ultimately go fuck yourselves in the ass with a pineapple and ask jim Cornette to watch and he will i'm sure oh yeah and then he'll probably watch you do it to his wife oh um, they are marks, oh. and that's the shit they say. Here's me talking about respect, and then I say shit about Jim Cornette. But fuck oh, it. Well. Jim Cornette says shit all the time. Um, so no 60-second promo again this week. It's been about a month now. Um, maybe you're going to get one next week when it's me under the spotlight. Um, spotlight. I- I'm definitely not as quick as getting them, so you may get lucky next week. Oh, right, we'll on see. the 8th anniversary, too. How fucking appropriate would that be? Let's go. Um, but thank you for spending your Thursday with us before we go anywhere. Here's what Moses has for you, pencil neck geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Re Wind. Okay, so I spoke about it last week on the takeover from the TSK takeover, whatever have you call it. Um, thumbnails, people, thumbnails, thumbnails are the reason why retro has not been going, but the bananas is all crazy. Um, I'm working on it. I'm I'm trying not to put more work on Daz. We lost a Photoshop guy, so I'm working on it. It is what it is. It's just, just take a time, take some time. But um, we do have stuff to drop. So probably this weekend, the TSK is going to be fantasy booking Forbidden Door Two. We again, this has been in the talks for about a month or so. We already have an entire card already written out, and it is a little bit obscure because I believe we're throwing in the E, we're throwing in multiple promotions. So it's more than just AEW New Japan. So this is going to be a fun one. You definitely want to check it out. And then, of course, I think for shits, for shits and gigs, we might do another one a little closer to actual Forbidden Door. That way we can have like a real, you know what I mean? A real predictions, if you will. 
But uh, other than that, make sure you're uh, you're checking out all the fun stuff so we can, uh, if you see any retros dropping, the retros will drop. There are three recorded. Let me stop myself. Let me get y'all prepared for life. I've said it each and every week for the past like three weeks now. There are three shows recorded, edited, waiting for thumbnails. Actually, no, let me stop myself. Two are edited and ready for thumbnails. One is finishing editing, should be done this weekend, and then we will be right back on track. Um but yeah, that's about it for that. But again, to make that whole easy thing there, you got to follow the socials. You got to check out the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512, and of course at SMR Podnet. And of course, if you check out the website, it'll all be there as well. Maxwrestling.weebly, or maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. And of course, do not forget to hit that subscribe button, that follow button, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, social media is all the way is around. Remember, 500 is the goal we got to hit, 1,000 lets us go live. And uh, that's what y'all want. Y'all want us to see us go live for pay-per-views. Y'all want to see us start gaming live on, on YouTube and on Twitch and all this stuff. But we got to get there with your help. Share it with your friends. Start liking some videos. Let's get this moving. And with that said, join us next week for the 8th anniversary of Max Wrestling and the last stop before Promomania 8. And we may have some Hollywood-style surprises for you next week. Hopefully next week. Obviously. Um, <laughs> in the, and in the meantime, that's the bottom line. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah, and happy 316 day, motherfuckers. Crack a cold one, bitches. <laughs>